Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning. Good morning, Faj. How are you How? today? See, I got you know, it in. I... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you, Dad? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good. I see the competition with yourself continues. Yes, it Congra- does. Congratulations. It does. And hey, by the yes, way, what do you what do you call? I bet none of you are sick. None of you are sick of. I bet none of you are sick of him, uh, in competition with himself to get the podcast started first. No, well, you know, nobody wants nobody to is, be on a one-hour podcast that. with fifty-five minutes of it being good morning. So. <laughs> And this will not be an hour podcast today, no. listeners. Don't what do worry. you call a parade of rabbits hopping backwards? Dad, a receding hairline. That's what I have. <laughs> no, you have no hairline. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Your hairline has left the building. Yeah. I, I think it's a little bit soon to start with dad jokes. I no, I wanted to get one in right away just in case, you know. In case everyone decided to turn the podcast off. Yeah, I want to watch the statistics. Yeah, I want to watch this. this, I can't even talk. The statistics of the drop off after 38 (laughs) seconds into the podcast. Oh, man. Well, listeners, we have uh, an exciting topic today. And we're virtual because we just can't seem to get it together as far as somebody's sick all the time, it feels like. So we're we are recording virtual. We ate our breakfast virtually together. I'm not the one who's sick. I was actually just getting scolded. <laughs> I was just getting scolded for eating my eggs on camera with him. He said, "You can't be eating on camera." I was like, "Isn't that on brand with our show?" That's true. Yeah. Morning coffee mimosas, and I was eating my breakfast. So. Yeah, can't argue with if that. If you hear chewing or anything, I apologize. I'll do my best to be quiet. Very here. rude. Very rude. But we have an exciting episode, I think, today because we got a we ask every week, you know, if there are topics that you think might be interesting to uh, reach out and let us know. And we got a, uh, a recommendation from our listener, Jim, for dad. Why don't you tee up what this topic is? Sure. Jim had a great, great recommendation, and it had to do with um, and he's in business. He owns a, a building. Uh, real, you know, he's in real estate, and uh, it's an apartment building. And he had the uh, uh, suggestion because he just had a uh, kind of a difficult situation with a vendor. Uh, it was a software vendor, and you know, so what he said was, "Why don't you talk about the difficult or the how to handle not the difficulties, but how to handle a situation where you are sold a product or a service." but the actual product or service performs somewhat differently than what you were sold. And it doesn't mean... No bait and switch. Well, it's not a bad... In other words, it's not an illegal situation and it's not a lying situation. It's more of a situation of systems are complex. You know, if you buy a shirt and, and you go to the store and you look at it, and then you open it up and a sleeve is missing, you know, so it's broken, you bring it back. That's relatively simple. That's a simple situation. But 
in many things that we purchase, being in business, the service is very complex. So you might say, so the salesperson and the presentation may come across, it does A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and it does, but maybe parts of it are not the way you either perceived it to be, maybe there was a misunderstanding, or maybe it's actually the, the, the even though they said it does a certain thing, but the way it actually executes the way it does it is different than what you thought. Does that make sense? You know, so there is a difference, a delta, as we, as we say, a delta is a difference between what you expected to have and what you actually get. And being in corporate, if any of you are in corporate and are responsible for purchasing services and products, these can be dangerous for your, I mean, can have an effect on your job. If someone said you were supposed to get, you know, set us up with uh, a voicemail system and the voicemail system isn't performing the way it should, or we were supposed to be set up with an accounting system or a, uh, you know, anything, go, go name the system. So from a standpoint of being an employee in a company that can be dangerous, if you own a business and you're paying out good money and you expected a service to perform a certain way, and then it's not, or it's slightly different. So how do you handle this? And this falls under like vendor management and also the expectations and contractual things. So, um, so I think the, the angle we're taking with this mm -hmm. is how do we, what are the things that we should be thinking about and looking out for when we're going about looking for a service or trying to find a, a partner, a vendor, or, you know, some kind of a product to fit a need that we have? What are the ways that we can approach that so that we we limit the risk of, you know, not getting what we ultimately need? And what are uh, safeguards that we can put in place as you are onboarding new partners and products and services and things like that? What are some safeguards you can put in place so that if something happens, because sometimes things do, right, where you just didn't know the questions to ask up front to, to figure out that, you know, maybe there was a delta, as you said, between the need and what you signed up for. Um, what are things that you can do to put yourself into a position that you can mitigate that risk and you can, you know, address the problem and make it better? Right, right. And, and he liked the idea of us talking about it because you are a salesperson. You're in, you're in sales and, and I'm one who purchases things that are sold <laughs> and services. And, uh, so, so let's dive in. And I think it's a good topic because you have to realize with anything that we're, with anything that you're doing, everybody has their motives, right? And you give people the benefit of the doubt that they're looking out for your best interest. But I think a big, a big piece of you know, making a decision is making sure that you're comfortable with the person, if, it, if it's a salesperson, if it's a product, if it's a brand, that you're comfortable with the culture, you're comfortable with what they stand for, what they represent, because you do need to trust these people because there are people out there that are just trying to, to you know, make a sale or push something through. And you do need to make sure that, you know, you're looking out for your best interest because, you know, not everybody is. So right. I think step one is making sure that you, um, you know, you, you trust and can 
you know, feel comfortable with the person that you're buying from and recognize that what do things look like if something does go wrong? How, you know, is this person somebody that's going to have my back and somebody that's going to stand behind what they, you know, what, what they're selling? Right, right. Now, so let's let's start there. The person you should be trustworthy that you're buying from, but they represent a company. And so you don't, in my opinion, I want to like the person who's selling it to me or you know, whatever, but I don't, I don't need to, if you know what I'm saying, what I need to know, what I need to know is that, are they, are they being honest with me? Well, and, and do they have a track record of delivering what they say they're going to deliver and with other, um, with other customers that, you know, what other customers say about working with them? You know, are they a representative at their company that is able to affect change and get things done for them? Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, one thing here's some here's some steps and some things that I do, um, and to to help mitigate any kind of problems and also to be able to deal with something that may may happen down the road. And one of so number one is I try not to do the vetting myself. <laughs> you know I'm not perfect <laughs> and I don't know everything. So that's your way of sharing when something goes wrong. I see what you do there. <laughs> no. That's your way of saying, well, you liked them too. You vetted this too. <laughs> we all, we all like this whole situation. That's right. You're like, this wasn't my decision. Yeah. This is our decision. Exactly. We all effed up together. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So I see what you're doing. There. Of, of course. No, but it's, it's, it is, that's <laughs> funny, but it's true. Uh, but, but the thing is, I, I want to have a few people involved from the, stakeholders and experts in the area that um, will will ask the tough questions and and be critical uh, in 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 the vetting you know not not just saying oh that's great that's great and part of that process is asking questions and asking how does that happen show me how this process works you know so if someone says this software will um, you know, reduce your, your, whatever, well, you know, with accounting. this, this okay. software is going to reduce your time for receivables or yeah, correct. And, and it'll like correct. And then, Does so instead sense? of saying, yeah, that's good. <laughs> the world of accounting. So, so instead of saying, okay, great, that's wonderful. That's what we want. You know, we want to cut 20% of the time it takes to process invoices. Well, show me how that, what is the procedure for that? let them walk you through this. And a lot of times I have people who then say, I need to, let me get the technical people on here and, you know, and then we need multiple meetings to make this happen. I think one step before that, dad, that would be important because I think that's good. But I think something before that and something that we miss sometimes when we're looking for things, we have blinders on sometimes for once we feel like we know what we need, um, blinders for how we communicate that to other people, right? Like sometimes I think once you've evaluated your situation, you may think I know exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. And when you talk to potential um, vendors, partners, you're probably explaining exactly what you need. However, sometimes I think it's really good if you can explain what you're trying to accomplish big picture and get your vendors and partners involved 
a little bit earlier on in that process, or at least explain a lot of the context so that you may not necessarily know what you need, or, or you may not necessarily know all that's out there. And you can end up with a solution that may not ultimately be the, the best outcome because you were asking for just part C, but part A and B may have you know, addressed a bigger picture challenge That's very that true. you may not, you may not have been aware of up front. Very true. So I don't know if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes the more context we can provide, sometimes like we, we hoard and share and, and, you know, protect information rather than uh, being really open and transparent about the whole process and, and really what's at the, you know, it's at the heart of the challenge so that the partners have the opportunity to, do what they do best and bring you the best ideas and solutions you may not have thought of. Yeah, that's a very, that's a very good point. And I've seen that uh, a lot because there are, uh, you know, what you're selling, your, your services, you're very intimately involved in that and completely know what's coming down the road, what, and what things can happen. I may be just calling you up and saying, Christina, we need a new accounting system and, you know, one of the things we want to do is is cut down our, you know, accounts payable processing, right? Now, now you might be smiling, saying, "Oh heck, not only do we do that, but because of the total cloud orientation, you, you know, you're you want to know what our process is, and you might be able to change our process and save us fifty percent of our time." You know, well, well, because. If we break down why you're really looking at doing that, you may be looking at doing that because you're having a hard time resourcing your, you know, uh, accounts payables or accounts receivables accounting mm-hmm. department. So um, if if you're having a hard time resourcing your accounting department, well, oh, okay, well, we actually have, you know, and uh, we have a business process outsourcing service that can, you know, act as an extension of your team. Mm-hmm. Like there may be things that you didn't think of and you may think I'm looking for an accounting software to make things easier where there may be something that could address the bigger picture. Right. So that's very I good. It was, I mean, I thought it was good. That's why I said it, dad. <laughs> we, we tend to do that. We tend to put good things in here. Well, I don't know if it's And we good, leave out the bad things. I thought it was good. <laughs> I, I may have a, a very misled opinion about what good is, but I thought it was good enough. To no, say. it's good. So so, uh, so I put together a group to, you know, and I'm going to use you because you're the salesperson and I'm going to be the vendor, right? So I put together a team, you know, after a while. Maybe we have some initial meetings and, you know, you, uh, you ask me a whole bunch of questions and then and all that. And if you're doing your job well, you want to first know what it is that what problems am I trying to solve? What why am I doing this? And so on. But now we put together the team and so one of the things again that I've said is which I just said before, but is asking specifically how is this accomplished? Show me the procedures, run through one run through this, run through that. Secondarily, the other piece that we have to do is also begin to look at the terms, you know, of the of the contract. And you might be saying, well, this is getting towards the end. No, I would not say that. <laughs> okay, because 
you know, I've run into things where you want a 10-year contract. You know, we're when, well, we're not going to do 10 years. You know, we're not going to do more than three years generally unless there is something in it for us for a five-year and so on. And the reason I bring that up is if you're looking for a longer-term contract, that could be a deal-breaker right off, right off the bat. Uh, and wouldn't you rather figure that out? I think so. We a lot of people avoid contracting, but it's like I would rather know that there were things that we cannot come to terms on before we go all down mm -hmm. the line of doing all the other things. <laughs> exactly, exactly. In in um, in my case, we also have certain due diligence things that have to be accomplished. Your firm has to have certain you know security protocols validated by a third party and 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 things like that and if you aren't in the, able to do that then we can't do business with you because you're you're not solid enough you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so these are some things we like to get out of the way um and i've seen so many things in the contracts uh even even for remedies for you know service level agreements you'll see sla it's called or service level agreements Meaning, what are, our, what are our remedies if your software or systems or product are not performing? And what does not performing mean? Because I might be just ticked off because the implementation took too long or this is taking too long. But when we go to your contract, that was stipulated in a specific way that you're performing perfectly and there's nothing I can do about it. If you know what I'm saying. So all of this has to be looked at. Well, and I think it's a good indication. The first step you talked about, how does something perform versus just somebody saying, yes, we do that. Um, this is another way, though nobody likes to negotiate, uh, you know, penalties. It's something that I think does give you a good indication if a, if a, a vendor or a partner is willing to agree to penalties if something doesn't perform it's a good indication that they plan to do what they say they're going to do right if That's they a have point. a huge 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 problem with there being penalties yes sometimes a penalty may be you know it, it may be extreme for the you know for the liability tied to something not happening but the willingness to sign up for some, have some kind of skin in the game if something doesn't happen the way it's supposed to is a good indication that this is a company that plans to stand behind and and make sure that they get something to the point where it's performing. Right. Very good. Now, the other piece that I have seen be a comp complexity and very often an annoyance is the implementation team. So, again, <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm going to use you know so and and yeah and listeners if you don't have a, if you're not in a, involved in this and you might be thinking you know what this episode might not be for me well i just want to say something to you have you ever had win a window installation in your house have you ever had an hvac system put in or electrician that's going to do some work you, have you, you ever been in a relationship where somebody 
is different than music. <laughs> Just like mine, mom. Like mom my dad thought, was, yeah. was like, loves, he said he loves the beach and would always take me. And now he complains every time. They have ma- massive penalties in their contract. That, That's correct. You know, my my, my poor wife, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not good doing stuff around the house. I mean, the maintenance is fine, vacuuming and all that. But, you know, the banister broke. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> I'm not but fixing that's it. The, I think that's the funny thing about anything in business. All, most of these things can translate to other areas of they life. Do. They do. They do. You that's know, where right. if you're evaluating relationships. <laughs> exactly. Actually, you should use this process for, for everything. <laughs> yeah, next time you're on a first date and somebody tells you all the things that they love, you're like, tell me about an experience where you exhibited love for those things. Well, and the other thing is I'd like to see your credit report and I'd like to see. <laughs> anyway, the implementation teams, and, and this is what, it, what I mean by that is most things that are fairly complex, you know, to, to put in, you're going to deal with the business development team, the sales team, but they're not, they're not with you when this comes to implement and they hand it off to an implementation group. And that group is what is really where the rubber meets the road, literally, because they are going to help you implement the systems. And this is critically important. I've had very good implementation teams where they're just gems, absolutely fantastic, bend over backwards and are with you the entire time. And then I've had not so good implementation teams. And that's what I have found is when you have the not so good situation, you got to get back to that business development group ASAP. If you wait too long, sometimes, you know, they can help you. And and you're in this boat, Christina. So 100%. But but if you don't know about it and it's nine months later or a year later and then you have all of a sudden we've pulled the legal action or we're or we call you and we're super angry and you're like, I had no idea because you're on to your next you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and getting new clients. Right. Well, you, know? and you can't assu- you can't assume that, you know, these teams are connected and one is made aware if there's something that's not going to plan you know, you can't assume that one hand is always coordinated with Mm -hmm. the other because in a lot of companies that you're right, that implementation, once it moves into that motion, it's kind of handled separately in a lot of cases. Um, And you're the team that ultimately developed the solution and kind of was your, your guide to what we were going to deliver isn't always in tune with, you know, what ultimately is being, um, you know, being implemented. And the other point of that, I think, yes, you took it all the way to legal action, but it could also just be sometimes the spirit of the problem that you were trying to solve could get missed. And if if you don't raise your hand and say something's wrong um, up front and get the people that were involved from the start reengaged, if you feel like something is, is you know, out of alignment or offsides, Sometimes the implementation team is going to be going down a path and there's going to be development work done or technology built out and different things like that that then have to be unwound rather point. than it being done right up front. So, you know, because there's a lot of dependencies depending on the complexity of whatever it is you're trying to buy or put into place. There's a lot of complexities. And in some cases, you know, it's 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 a build. Right. So things build on another. And if something at the very 
foundation is done wrong, then you have to kind of go back to square one in order to rebuild that in a lot of cases. So That's a good point. you'll save yourself a lot of pain and I think a lot of time. Um, if you, you know, if you see something that just doesn't feel right, if you, um, get, you know, approach it up front rather than waiting. Yeah. And that's the coordination between, so you and I, I'm buying the product from you. You're the business development side. I'm the executive, let's say that buys it, got all the buy-in and everything, but now the implementation team takes over. There's a responsibility you have to communicate to them what what the goals were, what the client wants to accomplish. By the same token, my team, and if I'm not part of it, has an obligation to express to the implementation team what it is that they really want to accomplish. So that communication, again, it can't just be, okay, let's get started. And then, like you said, the implementation team is doing exactly what they think they're supposed to be doing. and then you have a frustrated client saying, well, why aren't we further along? And unless that's explained, you know, but well, we have to take care of ABC before we can do D, E, and F, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, I think your your business development team, your sales people, they should really be your, your biggest internal advocate at mm -hmm. their company. So right. lean on them. And if, if they aren't, then, you know, that's not a salesperson that you can depend on, you know, if they're not able to, represent your interests and, and advocate for you. Right. And I found that the best um, situations for us is when the business development team, our account executive or whatever stays with either whether it's monthly, quarterly or something stays and has, even if it's a 10 minute meeting, you know, how is everything going? But, you know, so where you check back independently, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. And and check back because I've had situations where they don't necessarily check back. There's a problem. We're in the weeds. And by the way, here's the other problem. Whatever I just purchased from you and whatever is happening on the implementation, we also have about 800 million other projects going on and a whole bunch of other stuff day to day. So am I thinking of lovely Christina? and her company every day? No, I'm not, I'm not at all. Right. And then if the team is having frustrations, it could be months before those frustrations boil up. And then it's, oh my God, really? It's not happening? And then I reach out to you and you didn't know anything about it. I, You know, you know right. what I'm and saying? It, when it becomes the priority because it's such a problem. <laughs> and it be, right, and it can get ugly and then and then you have to, marshal your team i have to pull things to get you know and all that and again it comes down to communications but we all have to remember that everything that happens is happening amongst 800 other things that are also happening and have varied priorities Great so point. so sometimes you get well why didn't you tell me or or you should have let me know earlier yeah right on top of everything else that that's happening. <laughs> right. You know, so that that's why I'm saying a consistent, even putting something on the calendar every month or two months or three months, something consistent where we touch base, where I, I it percolates to the top, my relationship with you. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I think 
Um, something that's really good to make sure as you're looking at people, do, do they encourage those check-ins? So there's there's the three phases. There's the evaluation phase as you're deciding who you're going to go with. There's the implementation phase once you've decided, right, and you're mm -hmm. moving towards implementing the solution. And then there's the ongoing support. And I think that's another really big, big right. piece of this. Sometimes things get implemented, but then when they're actually the implementation team steps out and then things are just working day to day, you start learning things about how people are actually using things or limitations of a software or technology. Right. Um, or a new new need comes about that you didn't know as you were building the solution that needs to be addressed. So making sure that um, that you know the ongoing support team and staff is strong, and also they uh, are committed to performance reviews on a regular basis. And you can dictate whatever that cadence should look like. But I would I always say at least quarterly that you should be getting together to say, is our solution doing what we said it's going to do how are things working are your priorities changing are our priorities changing what's on our roadmap what's on yours so that that's a a solution a partnership that can last and um and grow together versus you having to look for something new because things change you know a year to 18 months from now and you know you, there's just no fit anymore that's a very good point very good um, and, and you're and you're right because that third phase, which is the day to day, your your product better just function. You know, we've had situations where it functions and everything is fine, and then when there's a question or a problem, there's there might be a convoluted way to enter tickets or to request help, or you know you know, and then we're finding out that yeah. Christina was, and I'm not picking, when I say you, Christina, not your company, this is just a fake accounting system that we're buying so and you don't do accounting really system. looking at me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking he's at looking you. But at me. If I sold you an accounting system, then there's probably a lot There of would problems be problems, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so you could keep picking on me. <laughs> but no, but I mean, it, it's the business development team. We have a great relationship. The implementation went fine. And in even the daily functioning is okay. But then every time there is let's say something doesn't happen there was an, a mistake on either party or something happens the resolution is so drawn out and painful that 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 escalates now to you know wow we're just scared to death if anything ever happens because your company can't resolve things fast you know things like that um so uh again that is that final piece is something to ask up front. What is the day-to-day -day after we're implemented? What is the day-to-day -day process and turnaround time for questions or problem resolutions? Yeah, and I mean, all that should be in your contract that you're negotiating. Right, right. So, so our what listener... Has your, what has your resolution to grievances with mom been? What's your SLA? Do you turn things around and address issues? No, I've um, disappointed her for four hours, yeah. two hours, never. What's your your track record? I feel like not too good. Her, it's more like never. <laughs> not too good. <laughs> <laughs> Why she stayed with me all these years? I have no idea. <laughs> it's because you didn't. You guys didn't negotiate. Negotiate well up front. No, she has. She has no recourse. <laughs> she has, the, the exit clause wasn't good. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, well, um, either we put a whole bunch of listeners to sleep or somebody learned something from this. But, Jim, we appreciate your idea. Um, anybody, if you didn't like this episode today, please, um, you know, let our listener Jim know that the idea was uh, was not as inspiring as uh, my dad and I thought it was. Um, but I enjoyed this. So. No, I and I think this is very important. <laughs> no, and literally, literally, you know, as I was thinking about this, and we're keeping it corporate, right? You know, in the corporate realm or business realm. But um, my, you know, like you get a anything done, you know, a garage door put in or, a, you know, a, a air conditioning system put in and everything is fine. And then it's a couple years later and something happens and, and, and then the company is not there to support you or to help you. And then now what do you do? You know, it's... You're calling somebody else, and then they're like, "Well, we didn't put this in, or this was done." You know, it's well. It can, you're a hundred percent right because, like, I, I mean, I've talked to people that have had like massive home renovations, and um, some of them that the contract that they had that they insisted on because the company didn't operate that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they the company was used to operating on handshakes and like you know, see you later's, and they insisted on having pricing and things like that in a contract that everybody signed and that was their saving grace at the end of the day to say this isn't what we discussed but otherwise it's a lot of you know what I remember and what you remember and you know uh, not for anybody intentionally uh, remembering differently but I think you know sometimes people forget things and Mm -hmm. and it, it opens you know everybody up to risk so yeah you're right you're going to be spending money and if you're going to you know get get into something that's significant get some uh you know have some kind of parameters in place that you can hold each other accountable to that's very true and here comes another dad joke oh gosh here we go are you ready (laughs) it's a shame that nothing is built in the usa anymore i bought a tv the label said built-in antenna i don't even know where that is are bad anyway listeners if you liked what you if you like what you hear please uh like subscribe share with a friend let us know if you have a topic idea uh let us know what kind of topics you're interested in if there's you know just kind of an overall general um you know theme that you're interested in us doing some kind of a series on it isn't easy coming up with all these so if if you can't tell we're running out of ideas so we're not running out of ideas i have have plenty of ideas you don't like them (laughs) we have plenty of ideas (laughs) we are I'm just joking. We are not running out of ideas. We're also clearly not running out of dad jokes. So um, <laughs> we appreciate all of you being with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in two weeks. All right. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. That you should start sending these episodes to prospective vendors and then see if they still want to work with you. No, I don't think so. <laughs> these are my parameters. This is how I buy. <laughs> you know, the Marx Brothers seldom spoke of their embarrassing co- cousin. Another one? Skid Marks. <laughs> Have a great week. <laughs> I don't Bye. even know what that was. <laughs>